0: Ephraimites and Shalom, this is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and this is the House of Ephraim show on Tuesday, June the 27th, 2023, and today is Teacher's Tuesday, but first, we have a word from honor.
1: And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, The Transition of the Church, Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer.
0: Welcome back. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard. I have a few announcements to make. First of all, you know what? It's June the 27th. Yeah, yeah. You know what's coming up? July. Yes, and in July, it's the April quarterly. If you have a registered why don't you just get online and send us an email and get that registration taken care of? And while you're thinking about it, that would be awesome. You know, and that quarterly is July 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. It's held there in Fairfield in the corn patch. And the corn will be, you'll be able to see corn this this time of year in Fairfield. Yes, you will. And so, but yes, registration is $25 each. Children 11 to 6 are 10. If you want to listen to it online, it's $30 registration. And check out our webpage, www.jewishprofit.com, for more information on that. We also have available a YouTube channel. Yeah, we have a YouTube channel where you can actually not only listen, but you can also see as Prophet Mark ministers on Friday nights for a Shabbat service, and as I minister on Wednesday evenings. We have Blog Talk Radio, of course, on this station, and those of you who are listening right now would already know, we have the late Prophet Deckard and myself five days a week, and we have Prophet, Deckard, Prophet Gary Burpee and Prophet Greg Burpee on the other channel, on Tuesdays and on Thursdays. All of us are preaching Prophet Deckard's material. If you are interested and want to to participate, send us an email at cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll send you out a spreadsheet with all the times, phone numbers, links, everything you need so that you can participate. Well, last week we began a piece of ministry that I did called Those That Hunger. Those That Hunger. And you know, the Bible says that everything, in Romans 15, 4, it says everything that was written was written for our learning, for us to learn by. It was written for us to learn by. And we began to talk about how the, God brought the, the children of Israel with Moses out of Egypt and how they got to the promised land. And when they got there, they believed the bad report over the good report of the spies, And they ended up in the wilderness for 40 years. 40 years. Turn with me to Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. And thou shalt remember all the way that the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness. So even though God punished them for their unbelief and they had to go and wander in the wilderness, he led them. He led them through that wilderness. He didn't just just leave them alone and, and let them just, you know, fend for themselves, so to speak. But he led them. He led them. He fed them. What's he doing? Well, let's look at the rest of this verse, and, and it will show us and tell us what he was doing. It says, to humble thee, to prove thee, to know what is in thine heart, to humble thee, to prove thee, and to know what was in thy heart, whether thou would keep his commandments or no. You go through a wilderness experience. When you fail to believe God, when you fail to act in faith, You will go through a wilderness experience because God wants to humble, to prove, to know what's in your heart, whether you are going to be willing. Listen. Whether you are going to be willing to keep his commandments. Are you willing to keep God's word. Are you willing to do it? Or are you do you have a better idea? You see, the ten five that was that came back with the bad report had a better idea. We can't overcome the giants. We can't overcome them. And the people chose to believe their bad report. What bad report are you choosing to believe today over God's word? What bad report are you willing to believe? God wants to know, are you willing to, to keep his commandments or not? God's humbling you. He'll prove you. He's going to check to see what's really in your heart. Are you just Are you just doing this because it's the latest and greatest thing to do? Because it's cute. Hey, look at me! I I play with the tweet. I cover my head. I'm more ho- holy than you because I keep Shabbat. What is in your heart? Why, why are you doing this? God wants to know, are you willing to keep all of his commandments? Yeah, Verse 3, and he humbled thee, and he suffered thee to hunger. He allowed them to get hungry. He allowed them to get hungry. Now, there is a physical hunger that all of us experience. We've all experienced hunger. Your tummy starts to growl. You start to think about food, what it is you would like to eat. And you get hungry physically. And he allowed them to hunger. God will allow you to hunger spiritually. Have you ever been hungry spiritually? I have. I have. And I went before God and I'm like, God, there's got to be more. There's got to be more. And guess what happens when you get spiritually hungry? Yeah, the best way to feed that is to get in the Word. He said, I, I suffer these to hunger, but I fed you with manna, which thou knewest not, neither did thy fathers know, that he might make thee know that man doesn't live by bread only, but by every word. Every word, every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Lord, this man lives. Are you spiritually hungry today? Do you understand that it's every word of God that gives you life and gives you life more abundant? It is God's word as you study it, as you meditate it, as you, as in James said, do it. You have to do God's word. And that is what is going to give you the abundant life. That is what's going to give you the peace, the joy that you need. I want to turn to James. Let's go back to James. We read that last week, but I want to I want to go in, I want to look at James again. Let's see. James chapter chapter 1 is where I want to go. Yeshika hayotisha. James chapter 1 I want to start in verse 22. Tisha kaha. Let's, let's back up into verse nineteen. Wherefore my brother wherefore my beloved brother let every man be swift to hear be swift to hear. you ever been around somebody who who was hard-headed they, they had a better idea they didn't they didn't want to listen to what you had to say James says be swift to hear. Slow to speak, slow to wrath, for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness, superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness, receive with meekness, not pride, the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Be ye doers of the word. Be ye doers of the word. So you're supposed to be swift to hear it, and then you're supposed to be a doer of it. Don't be hearers only. For hearers only deceive their own selves. Do you realize how many people are walking in deception? Not because darkness deceives them. No, because they've deceived their whole self. They are walking around. They are not doing God's word. They're not being swift to hear what God's saying to them. Oh, I'm Sister Donna. I got it all together. I pray, I give tithes, I keep Shabbat, I keep the feast. But you see, we all have things that we need to overcome in our lives. Do you ask God every day to forgive you of your sins? Do you ask God every day, God, show me my unknown sins? And then when he shows you, don't deny it. Don't deny it. Some of you are in rebellion. Rebellion to God. God's been dealing with you about things in your lives, and you just go, oh, that's not me. How many of you ever sat in a service? I can put my hand up. The preacher's preaching along, and something really begins to minister to you, and you're sitting there, and you're like, I sure hope my husband's paying attention to this because that's for him. Well, I sure hope that, that the lady in the in the pew, two, two aisles behind me, I hope she's paying attention because she needs to hear that. God is speaking to you. God is speaking to you. You see, we're not perfect. We're not walking in perfection. The only one who did that was Yeshua. Yeshua is the only one who walked this earth in perfection. You and I fall short. You and I fail need God to show up, let me tell you something, he'll start out with the big thing, and then he'll start out with the familiar spirit, and then he'll go down to, to the Jezebel, the spirit of religion, to the rebellion, and he'll just keep going down the line, cleaning you up taking it off a layer at a time like peeling an onion. But an onion has many layers and so so do you. And have you ever tried peeling an onion where you, you can see that old dry, crusty skin and you're trying to pick it off and it's just coming off in little bitty pieces. I mean, once in a while it'll come off the whole piece. But sometimes you pick it off and it comes off in little bitty pieces and you get a knife out and you start kind of prick it off and shave it off. But well, that's how we are. God may show you something in your life. He may show you the rebellion. And you may say, well, I can see the rebellion in this area and you clean it up. But then you get backdoored in another area and you don't clean it up because you don't realize God will deal with you you just keep asking him God show me, show me, show me show me, show me you have to be hungry you see the Israelites were not hungry enough to want to go into the promised land They were still in the give-me stage. God, I'll take anything you'll give me. But they weren't hungry enough. God said, I'll suffer you to hunger. And I'm going to teach you that you don't live by bread alone, but you live by every word of God. That's what it takes. It takes you getting into his word and the washing of the word will clean you. The washing of the word. He said, don't be don't be just, just don't, you have to be a doer and not only a hearer, because when you only listen to it and you think it's for somebody else, you are only deceiving who? You. So many walking around in deception. They hear it, they hear it preached, they read it, they sing hallelujah, praise God, but they don't do it. They don't do it. And they're only deceiving themselves. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. For if any man hears the word and is not a doer, He's like to a man looking at his natural face in a glass. Now today we'd say looking at your natural face in a mirror. And he beholds himself and goes his way in straightway. straight way. Forget us what manner of man he was. But whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty. Do you realize when you get into God's word, it will liberate you? Well, first it's going to condemn you. It's going to condemn you of that sin that so easily besets you. But eventually, eventually it will get past the condemning you, as you clean yourself up, it will liberate you. It will liberate you. And continue therein. You've got to continue into God's word. It's not a one-time shot. you got to do it over and over and over and over and over and over. And like I said, sometimes you get backdoored. You get back to it, you think, "I got that all. I got it all figured out." and then guess what? You do it again. Why? Because it's familiar to you. That's why. sha Continue in. Don't be a forgetful hearer, but be a doer of the work, this man will be blessed his deed you want to be blessed I got my hand up you want to be blessed in everything you set your hand to you have got to be a hearer and a doer you got to be a hearer and a doer you got to continue in God's Word over and over and over and over again and let it wash you clean If any man among you seem to be religious, oh, there's one. That spirit of religion. Oh, that stinking spirit of religion. If any of you seem to be religious, we used to call that being holier than thou. And bridleth not his tongue. If you can't keep your freaking mouth shut, you see, it starts there. What is coming out of your mouth? Are you speaking faith or are you speaking doubt and unbelief? Are you speaking judgment or are you speaking discord? What's coming out of your mouth? You see, when you're going, I hope, I hope the person next to me or the the lady in the few pews back has listened to this sermon because it's for her. You are judging <laughs> You're judging. Can you bridle your tongue? Any man seems to be- le- religious and bridles not his tongue. He deceives his own heart. This man's religion is vain. This man's religion is vain. How many? How many Christians? Go to the church. I grew up, I I grew up going to church. We went to church every Sunday. You hear what I said? Every Sunday. I married a preacher. Now then, we we had two Sunday morning services. We had a Sunday night service. We had two midweek services. I was in church five times minimum a week. But if I couldn't guide on my tongue, and I couldn't, if I wasn't looking in the words and cleaning me up, and I didn't, my religion was vain. It wasn't doing me any good to spend five hours a week in services. Spiritually, I wasn't growing. Spiritually, I had deceived my own heart. How many of us? How many of us? Oh, you would ask me, I'd say, I love you. I love the Lord. Been saved since I'm 11. I'm serving him. I'm a pastor's wife. But I was in sin. I was not doing God's word and continuing therein. And I was deceiving my own heart. I looked good. I looked good on the outside. But if I could have seen my heart in the spirit, it would have been black. It would have been black. James says, be a doer of the word and continue in it or you deceive your own self pure religion, and undefiled before God. And the Father is this, to visit the fatherless, the widows in their affliction, and to keep himself unspotted from the world. Keep yourself unspotted from the world. Are you a doer of God's word? Do you continually abide in his word? Or do you deceive your own self? Yekoho shakaha. So God said, I I put you in the wilderness to humble you, to suffer you to hunger. I fed you with man of the sea. If you could understand that you don't live by bread, but you live by every word of God. There was developing going on in the wilderness. There is developing going on in your wilderness. Some of you are believing God for things, and it's just not happening. And you're wondering why. You see, the wilderness, the wilderness experience is when you don't know whether you're doing what you're supposed to be doing or not, because it ain't working. The promised land's over there, and you're over here walking around in this. This God-forsaken place, developing you. He's checking out your character. Are you Are you serving him for what you can get? Are you serving him because you love him? Because without him, there's nothing. Even though they were in the wilderness, God was leading them. Do you realize God leads you even in your wilderness? God is leading you even in the situation you're in right now today. God is leading you. Failure comes in many ways. But the blessings of God come. When you and I realize that our time of failure was not wasted time. You see, it's a time of learning. Time of growing up. The devil cannot override the power of God. I remember when I was a teenager, it was very popular to say, Oh, the devil made me do it. We blame the devil for everything. And even in the Christian community, if we pray and we shoot our mouth off and say, oh, God's going to do this, this, and this, and it didn't happen, well, the devil got into it. No, the devil didn't get into it. The devil can't override God. Never has, never will. Now, you can give place to the devil. Then you'll find yourself in a heap of trouble when you give place to him. Try kind to of keep your mind. Keep in your mind, why does God allow you to fail? He allows us to fail, to humble us. For us to understand that we aren't just the hot shot we think we are. God is in control. God wants us to learn to lean on him, to depend on him. You see, we get we get all wound up in our own self sufficiency. I can do it. No, it's I can do all things through me. It's not what I can do. It's not my smarts. It's his spirit working in and through. He allows us to fail to humble us. Go on down. We we were in Deuteronomy eight, going down to verse six. Who fed thee in the wilderness with manna, which thy fathers knew not, that he might humble thee. There he says it again. And he might prove thee to do thee good at thy latter end. God will allow you to fail. He will allow you to go through a wilderness to do you good in your latter end. God wants you to be successful. And he knows what it's going to take. He knows what it's going to take for you to get honest with yourself. And God will let you walk around in that wilderness, circle around as long as you continue to deceive your own self. He will allow it. You get tired of the wilderness. You get honest with you. You get honest with God. You begin to look at his word. Say, God, show me where I fall short. Believe me, he will. He'll show you. But see, once you get past, once you get past what we would call the, the obvious, the big thing, God will get down to the very thought the very thought that you have. Yeshua said that if a man looks on a woman and lusts after her, he has committed adul- adultery with her. Because he just thinks it. So how many times have you judged somebody in your thought? You didn't say it, you just thought it. Guilty guilty of judgment, of judgment. God will begin to deal with your thoughts. He will begin through his word to wash you clean. But you have to get honest. You have to be not only a hearer, but a doer of his word. You have to get hungry enough. You have to get hungry enough to say, God, there's more. God, I want I want more. I want more. I'm hungry for you, God. Are you hungry enough to spend time studying? Or do you think, well, I go to quarterly four times a year. That should do it. No, that doesn't do it. I listen to blog every day. That should do it. No, that don't do it. You are going to have to study and meditate God's word. You're going to have to open up your Bible, and you're going to have to say, God, show me. You're going to have to take some notes. And when God deals with you, you're going to have to be a doer. A doer. Not just a hearer only. Yeah, gosh, shit. He said he wanted to prove us. Everything that God allows in your life is for your good. Our training has prepared us to enjoy and to possess everything that God has for us. Because it's a learning process it's a learning process in order for you to be able to enter in and receive all that god has given to us you are going to have to learn you are. our prophet used to say you have to stay teachable and the spirit of religion won't be teachable the spirit of religion says i already know that I already know that. No, there's more for you to learn. You don't know it all. You got to stay teachable. You got to let God's word get on the inside of you. You got to walk in it. You got to stay. Experience his word in your life. and You've got to go through the going through. Let me tell you something. None of us like to go through the going through. But God has a reason. God wants you to have everything that he promised. But you are going to have to do something in order to receive it. God is going to humble you, teach you, so that you will learn to lean on him. God is behind everything that happens to you. I'll never forget when I found this scripture. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 16, verse 33. This absolutely, this scripture changed the way I thought about my life. The lot is cast into the lap. Proverbs sixteen thirty three. But the decision is holy of the Lord. Even, listen, even the events that seem accidental are really ordered by him. And I wrote in the margin of my Bible, nothing happens by accident. Even the things that seem accidental were really ordered by him. I remember one time I... I was still learning to hear from God. I didn't know his voice. I didn't understand and God was teaching me. And I got up that morning, I was going to be driving 30 minutes to take my my little my little first 1-year-old. She was just just turning 1 and someone had gifted us with 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 a a photography package, and, I, and you, got to, you got to take four, four sessions throughout that first year, and it was down to the wire. And I called them up, and I was scheduled on that last day of December 31st for her last photo op. And I woke up that morning, and there was snow on the ground. And I knew that the trip to this town was 30 minutes away on a blacktop road that would not be treated. I also woke up that morning, and I didn't feel good. I had a little bit of a cold. And I woke up, and I had this feeling inside, like, don't go. Just don't go. So I called, I called up the photography place hey can i reschedule this in january they're like no your offer expires on december 31st you have to do it today or you lose it so i got up got my baby dressed up loaded her in the car and i took off to head for this photo op i still have this feeling deep inside to not go. But it was like, hey, I didn't want to waste I didn't want to waste this gift. See my brain was making all the excuses. Because I didn't understand hearing the Spirit of God. I wasn't even a mile away from the house and my car hit black ice or hit the snows hit something And it began to spin in a circle and headed for the ditch right straight for electric pole. I wasn't going that fast, probably maybe 30, 35 at most. But I was headed right towards that electric pole and I thought, oh, this ain't going to be good. All of a sudden the car stopped abruptly. I looked back. The baby was fine. I was fine. I got out and I looked and, and that car stopped one foot from hitting that electric pole. I managed to rock the car out of the ditch. I turned around and I headed for home. I can remember, our, we had just, it was a used car, but we'd just gotten it that summer. It was new time. I drove into the driveway. The fender was damaged in the front on one side, the back on the other. The bumper was damaged from the spinning around in circles. I got my baby out of the car, and I went to the front door and rang the doorbell. My husband came to the door and he said, "'Why are you ringing the doorbell? And I just cried I just crumbled right there. I'm like, I wrecked the car. I'm sorry, I wrecked the car. God was teaching me something. He was teaching me to hear his voice. I learned from that experience. He allowed me to go through that wilderness experience to teach me that even when it doesn't make sense in the natural to listen to his voice, Years later, there was a ladies' meeting. As a pastor's wife, I was required to go. I kept praying. I kept having that same feeling. And I was like, but I'm the pastor's wife. I'm required to go. But I kept having that same feeling. And finally, I was like, I'm not going. And I called up the president of the ladies group and I said I'm not going she goes you have to go you're the pastor's wife I'm like no I don't I said and I shared with her about that day I wrecked the car it had been six years from that day I said I remember that feeling I would had six years ago I have the same feeling I'm not gonna go she goes does that mean we're not supposed to go I said I don't know I just know I'm not going well it caused quite a stir in the church you see in the Methodist church they don't hear God like that crazy pastors wife how dare her not go they went to the meeting they came home that lady called me up and she said you were right you wasn't supposed to go I said how do you know she said on the way home she said we had a blowout now she said I'm used to driving big trucks and so I was driving and I was able to pull it over change the tire bring it on But she says, I had this feeling that if you'd been in the vehicle, it would have been worse. I don't think you were supposed to go. I said, well, I know all I can tell you is I had that same feeling, that same voice that I had six years ago. And I didn't go. You see, God will allow us to go through things to teach us, to teach us. God will continually work with you. He wants you to hear him. He wants you to understand when he's speaking to you. And he will repeat it so that you understand that's him. If you think God's telling you something and it doesn't work out, well, that wasn't God. If you find a time that you think God's telling you something and it works out, then you remember it. God will do it again. It may be five, six years, but he'll do it again. He'll test you. God wants you to understand that you need to depend on him. Your dependency is on him. Sheikah. Moses. Remember Moses? Yeah, you. we all know Moses, don't we? Yeah, we do. Remember when he figured out that he, he wasn't an Egyptian? Out of his own self-sufficiency, Moses failed. He killed an Egyptian because he saw the Egyptians torturing one of the One of the Hebrews. God didn't tell him to do that. No, he had a better idea. And Moses, Moses was 40 years in the wilderness. God was teaching him. And after 40 years, he appeared to him with a burning bush and he said, return. Return to Egypt and tell Pharaoh, let my people go. Moses. Moses had learned that it wasn't his own self-sufficiency. It was being what? Dependent upon God. And he had to learn that. Peter. Peter, in his own self-sufficiency, he let, uh, failed. Excuse me. He said three times, "I don't know him." Yeshua said, "You'll deny me three times." He said, "No, I won't. No, I won't." Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Peter had to fail. Moses had to fail. You and I have to fail. God is going to use you. You're going to fail. You're going to mess up. You're going to make mistakes. But learn from them. Don't beat yourself up with self-condemnation. Learn from your mistakes, time period of experience and walking and learning that you will do in the wilderness. When your heart is not where your mouth is, when your heart is not where your mouth is, you know, look at me. I got it all together. Look at me. I do everything right. But your heart's not there. Your heart is black. Because you still have things in your life that are not pleasing to God. And he wants you to get honest. He wants you to look in that spiritual mirror of his word and get honest with you. The rebellion has to quit. The judgment has to quit. The spirit of religion has to go. The discord must stop. Peter had to fail. But then when Christ when Christ spoke to him after that was all over with, he said, Peter, do you love me? And Peter said, Yes, I love you, Lord. He said, Feed my sheep. And he said, Peter, do you love me? And he said, Yes, Lord, I love you. He said, Feed my lamb. And the third time, Yeshua said, Peter, do you love me? And Peter, Peter was frustrated. Why is he asking me the third time, do I love you? Yes, Lord, I love you. He said, feed my sheep. Teach him what you learned, Peter, in the wilderness of your failure. Feed him. them. when you fail and you get through it, don't go back and wallering. Don't go back and wallering. you go forward. you figure out where and why you failed. You look at it and you look at God's word. you seek God's forgiveness and then you begin to slap your flesh so that you don't do it again. God permits us to be tested, to try to, for you to understand genuinely what's in your heart. What's in your heart? You and I need to know about ourselves, where we're at in the spirit. We need to know where we're at. Where are you at today? Are you honest with yourself? Or are you a Allah? You know, the only person you're deceiving is you. You're the only one that you're deceiving. You're not deceiving other people. They can see it just like you see it in others. See it in you. You're only deceiving yourself. Father, I come before you. Yeah, a be. a Father, I pray. I pray that all those who are listening today they'll be honest with themselves. They'll be honest with you. They'll look into your word and they will do it, Father. Yeah, Kahashe Yakahasha. Oh gosh. Oh kashi. God loves you. God loves you. Telling you the anointing is so strong right now. God wants you, God wants you to be learning through this humbling wilderness experience. You need to depend on him. Ask him to forgive you. For the times that you've looked into his word, but you didn't do it. But you've only deceived yourself. Sheikaha, sheikaha. Father, forgive them. Show him there's the Father. Show them their unknown sins, Father. Open their eyes. And Father, may they get honest. Turn from their wicked ways, Father. In Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Well, I want to thank all of you for for tuning in today. I want to thank you for listening. And I want to remind you that with God, all things are possible. And remember, nothing, nothing happens by accident. Shalom.